this is something that the Lord has put in my heart for months and months and months that I have been working with Lourdes as well and just really praying. It is to me a just a deepening of the silence and a, and and yet another layer where the Lord is taking us deeper, I feel. And so for me, it's been actually very difficult. It's been a lot of work, but also a lot of fruit. So um, with that, I'll, I'll start. Um, it's It started actually with the word hope, as I mentioned, months and months ago. And so I always, when the Lord begins to work in my heart, I like to, he gives me a word and I like to dissect it and define it and just research. And and so that's what I did. Um, and so I begin here. What is hope? What does it mean to hope? Is it possible for hope to go unnoticed in our lives or even forgotten? And that is a question actually that I asked myself when I read these words from Pope Benedict, he said, we who have always lived with the Christian concept of God and have grown accustomed to it, have almost ceased to notice that we possess the hope that ensues from a real encounter with God. These words really resonated with me because as I mentioned, I have been walking with the Lord for some time now. And sometimes I feel that I've grown accustomed to this idea of hope and maybe even forgotten how to live it. I don't know that I've stopped to really ponder and and just intentionally think about living in hope. So let's ponder the definition and the meaning of hope. Hope is the confident desire of obtaining a future good that is difficult to attain. It is therefore a desire which implies seeking and pursuing some future good that is not yet possessed but wanted, unlike fear that shrinks from a future evil. This future good draws out a person's volition, that is, the faculty of the power to use our will. Hope is confident that what is desired will certainly be attained. It is the opposite of despair, yet it recognizes that the object wanted is not easily obtained and that it requires effort to overcome whatever obstacles stand in the way. So these words, seeking and pursuing, that was the definition. Seeking and pursuing, these words, in other words, hope is something that we have to work for. We have to intentionally work toward. The definition also says that it draws out a person's volition. So in other words, we have to use our will. We have to be intentional. We have to make an effort to live out hope. 
yes, hope is a grace, of course, a grace from God, but we have to intentionally live it out. According to the Catechism, Christian hope is the theological virtue by which we desire the kingdom of heaven and eternal life as our happiness, placing our trust in Christ's promises and relying not on our own understand on, I'm sorry, on our own strength, but on the help of the grace of the Holy Spirit. So as the Lord continued to move me through this teaching, he I continued to work, to research, to do my homework, like Lourdes likes to say that we have to do. And so I came across a teaching in our website from 2022 called Heralds of Hope. It's a, it's a two-part series. And I just jotted down some points that resonated with me. And these are, I'll read out four major points. Hope is what opens the curtains of our hearts and allows the light to dispel the wounds created by the darkness of fear. Hope is the virtue that intercedes, transforming fear that shackles and enslaves us into a fear that liberates and heals. Satan uses fear to spiritually cripple us into avoiding suffering, resisting total trust in God, and detaching ourselves from self-pity. Fear of the Lord, however, enters into the wound of fear to bring about an awareness that trusting God means knowing he will care for the details of our lives, especially when we don't see or what, I'm sorry, we don't see how or what he is doing. So the Lord has told us, he told us on April of 2023, Good Friday, he said, it is impossible to be my witnesses if you have not been transformed into me by the spirit so that we are one no longer two and i'll stop here a minute this message this short sentence here has been so strong in my heart throughout this whole thing and i'm going to read it again further up so i continue for years the lord has brought us an abundance of healing of our wounds healing of our hearts healing of our emotions and now I've come to understand that there's a deep connection also between our emotions and the virtue of hope. Father Jordy always reminds us, at least I know he's always reminded me, be careful with your mind. I've also come to understand that there's a connection between vir the virtue of hope and our thoughts and our imagination, our thought life. And as the Lord, again, continued to uh, to to show me and, and give me, he led me to another teaching, this time from Father Ron. Uh, it was a short teaching on April, uh, April of 2020. And he spoke about the imagination and our need to surrender it to the Lord. So I also made some notes that I, I feel are re relevant to, to everything he's given me. So these are notes. Uh, things that Father Ron said. He begins by quoting John chapter three, and I'll, I'll read quote, I'll quote it. For everyone who does evil hates the light 
and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does what is true comes to the light, that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been wrought in God. And then Father Ron made it a point to define rot. What is the word rot? Beaten out or shaped by hammering, melted or molded, shaped, brought into being. So in other words, it's not easy to come about. Some other points that Father Ron said, he had us question and then he made some points. And he so he said, how much time do we spend in our imagination? He said, our imagination is a secret place. Sin takes place there. Our imaginations take us into another world. God would love for us to give him our imaginations. We are attached to our imaginations. We like to go to our imaginations to escape. We don't want to share it. But we must ask, do I give my mind to God, but keep my imagination separate from him? So all of these things, Father Ron told us in that particular teaching. And those words really impacted me. They really made me think. And really, this is a good time for us to ponder this again, to ask ourselves, have I given my imagination, my thoughts, my memory? Have I given Jesus my imagination, my thoughts, my memory? Many of us have given ourselves entirely to him, but have we surrendered our minds? I have to admit that for me, it has been difficult. I just, I never thought about handing over my mind, my imagination, my thoughts. That's my private area. That's, that's mine. That's my, my thoughts, my imagination. I, I even wanted to keep it private from the Lord, not because I wanted to or not because I just wanted to keep it from him. No, I, I just never thought of, I don't know, it's mine. I just never thought of handing that over. And so the Lord kept bringing more and more resources, uh, more and more messages to help me here. Another couple of messages are these. I'm going to quote from May of 2014, message 68 from the path. My flame of love is the Holy Spirit. Through my path, my flame of love has possessed your minds, hearts, and faculties so that it is no longer you who live, but I who live in you. In this way, I live in you as you live in me. And the Father lives in us. Do not be afraid to be sent out as my heralds of hope to usher in my era of peace. Do not be afraid to confront the forces of evil as my light, for it is the light of my holy remnant that will conquer the forces of darkness. Believe that you are the light of the world and hold the power of God. This message, along with this other one, I'm going to read number 67, also from May of 2014, are another two messages that just are flowing through this whole 
teaching that the Lord has given me. So this other message is, my flame of love has now possessed your faculties. There it is again. You now live in peace in the darkness of faith without my sweet consolations. My flame of love has now possessed your faculties of sight, touch, hearing, speaking. It is my spirit in you who sees into the hearts of others. It is God's touch moving through your hands. You live now in the silence of the Trinity and your words are wisdom and understanding itself. And, and those messages, the Lord breaks down further, further up, further, you know, along. Surrendering our secret place, our imaginations and thought life is quite difficult. This is a place where we feel that we can control our situations and outcomes because it is our very own space in which we can think up anything we desire. We can ruminate over past situations, dwell on what could have been different, or worry about future possible scenarios of a particular situation. But in reality, when we live in our imagination and thoughts, it is really our minds controlling our will. We act and move according to what we're thinking. And I'm going to stop here a minute. I, I received a confirmation today at mass this morning when the priest was referring to the gospel and, and talking about how our minds move our actions. And then later on in class, one of my students, another confirmation asked me, is it a sin to, to, to think bad thoughts? And just this idea of living in our minds kept coming up today for me. So I continue, Maria. The question again, we have, have we given our thoughts and imaginations over to God? Do we want to give up control of this secret place? Again, I speak honestly that I have not wanted to surrender. I have not wanted to surrender this, this part of my life because it's mine. I want full control of it. This is where, and this is where I need a greater purification uh, of my self will, of silencing my will. Uh, silencing my thoughts, my imagination, my memories. So if you find that you do not want to surrender your mind, thoughts, and imagination, you're not alone. Our prayer must become one of complete surrender. Our prayer must be to hand over our minds, our thoughts, imaginations, memories, and our free will in choosing the thoughts that we allow in this secret place of ours. This is not an easy process, but it is an absolutely essential process in order for us to be transformed and renewed. It is also a process that must be repeated as often as necessary, especially if we find ourselves wanting to hide in our minds or hide our minds from God. As I continued doing my research, I came across Pope Benedict XVI, an encyclical called Spe Salvi, in hope we are saved. And he made two points. I didn't read the whole thing, but I read part of it. And he made two points that really, really stuck in my heart. He said, 
We must learn to purify our desires and our hopes. And the other thing he said, to come to know God, the true God means to receive hope. Purifying, purifying our emotions is something that we have learned about. We have spoken about and love crucified many times. In a men's cynicle from December 28th of 2021, again, as I continued researching, it was a cynicle given to the missionaries of the cross. Lourdes made a couple of points that also really stuck with me. So this is a men's cynicle from December of 2021. She said, we need to purify our emotions so we no longer react from emotions. We need a deeper purification. We need to understand and manage our emotions. Emotions are connected with wounds. These words she mentions, understand and manage, really stand out for me, especially as we also consider the words, we need a deeper purification. Because it seems to me, if I'm understanding what the Lord is doing is that the purification of our emotions begins with the purification of the mind and understanding and managing of our thought life. And that's kind of like when it clicks for me. We cannot live in hope if our minds are running off with all kinds of rogue and negative thoughts. Because they lead to emotions of anxiety, worry, anger. In essence, our will is controlled by our thought life. Hope is a gift and we have to choose to receive it. We have to exercise our free will and choose to hope. Choose to go against thoughts that plague the mind and do not allow us to live in hope. When we fall into fear, worry, anger, we must choose to receive this hope. And at the same time, hope will allow us to choose. Exercising our free will, however, is extremely difficult. But the Lord here now offers us advice with regard to what should be our every thought and the following message given to our community, really, the Lord really helps us with this from November, 2023. The Lord says, begin to forget about yourself and try to think only of me and my passion of love. As I continue to suffer present in the Eucharist, I think only of souls and pleasing my father. My gaze never leaves you, my little one. Try to mortify your flesh so that more and more you think only of me and pleasing our Father as one with me in the cloister of Mary's heart. This practice will help you greatly during the time of great suffering that approaches quickly. The end of the message. Our Lord here is giving us advice as to how we are to control our thoughts. We are to think only of him and pleasing our father in heaven. And Lord has spoke to us about this message a few cynicals ago 
when she shared it with us. She also shared how difficult it was for her. And indeed, it's been difficult for me. So I imagine it's, it's been difficult for a lot of us. But this is where we have to practice our will, where we have to practice silence. As I mentioned earlier, I feel the Lord putting in my heart that the purification of our emotions must be preceded with the purification of our minds. Our emotions and desires must be purified through our minds. It is impossible to become the new men and women God is calling us to be, his victim souls, his victims of love, if we are not transformed. And again, I repeat that message that has been flowing through this whole thing from April of 23. It is impossible to be my witnesses if you have not been transformed into me by the spirit so that we are one, no longer two. When hope is destroyed, man loses his sense of who he is. We must live in hope. And from that hope, we must then make choices that further lead to hope and demonstrate trust and faith in God. And again, I'm going to stop here a minute. Again, this is something that for me has been so difficult. It is a, a constant battling against myself, a constant fighting against my thoughts, a constant attentiveness, like ultra attentiveness uh, now more than ever. I continue, Maria. Uh, Jesus spoke very clearly to me as he moved me through all this. I was reminded of words I felt the Lord give me back in May of 2012. He, I felt he say in my heart, remaining in your own thoughts, reliving situations keeps you within yourself. Therefore, putting yourself first, you gain nothing there. But you gain everything when you step outside of yourself. Again, these are words that I felt the Lord put in my heart. And it was actually part of a larger message, which the Lord was asking me to step outside of myself and to think of others first. So in other words, be again attentive to those he places in my life, which is one of the many teachings of Love Crucified. I also felt the Lord say these words to me in my heart more recently in May of 23. He said, again, I felt him tell me very personally, believe in who you are. Believe with your mind. Choose to believe. I have told you who you are. Do you still not believe? When will you believe? Believe, my daughter. Believe in all that I have told you, for it is I, your God, who speaks to you. I desire so much to speak with you, and you must listen. Listen to my voice, the voice of your shepherd. Praise my holy name. Praise always and in every situation. And how often has the Lord asked us in Love Crucified to believe? And I'll, I'll stop here for a minute again. That word believe, again, we've we've heard it so many times, and I was pondering what does the God, what does the Lord tell us this? What does he ask us this all the time? And then I'm thinking, at least for me, I'm going to speak for me. It's because I know that I have my mind plagued with all kinds of you know questions and fears. 
So for me, it's in my mind that must begin this purification. So I continue. During this time, on one particular Sunday at Mass, these words from the Gospel pierced my heart. From John, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? And then I felt the Lord more personally ask again at Mass, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Zilkia? So I don't know about you, but for me, I can easily forget. And Lourdes has reminded us so often how easy, easily this can happen, right? She mentions how it's happened to her. I, I know it happens to me. So, I mean, I imagine it happens to a lot of us, I would imagine. And so, you know, here's where we have to be honest with ourselves. And so, again, it's a good time to ask, do we remember what our Lord has told us? Do we remember who we are in him? Do we remember who he has called us to be? And do we believe in all that he has spoken to us here at Love Crucified? For more information on the path to union with God, please visit the Love Crucified community website at www.lovecrucified.com. God bless you.